before 35K per month, I do only direct sales and organic growth via referral engine. These are the only two things that I do. And I focus on these three things, conversion rate, higher price, and frequency. When I've reached 35K, now it's a completely different ball game because now I delegate everything. I start hiring, I delegate, and now I have a ton of time. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host for today and always, Samantha Riley. And today I've invited someone onto the show. We're going to be talking about sales and specifically how to double your sales in sprints. I've invited Simon Severino to the show, who's an author. He's the CEO of Strategy Sprints and host of the Strategy Sprints podcast. He helps business owners run their company more effectively, which results in sales that soar. He's got a ton of different things that he's done, but I'm not going to go into them all today. Welcome to the show, Simon. Hey, Samantha. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We had a conversation last week and I've picked up your book. I'm reading Strategy Sprints. It's I highly recommend it. And today we're going to talk specifically about sales. Obviously, the sales are the lifeblood of any business. So it doesn't matter who's listening to this show. This is applicable no matter where they are in their journey. Why don't you start off by sharing a little bit around how you came up with the Strategy Sprints method? I needed something to run my own business. So I had um, six years in global consulting. And as a consultant, you are always so smart and you just say, hey, do this, do that, create a flywheel, right? Create a network effect. And then you hope that they do it, but sometimes they just don't do it. So I had to get smarter there and build better models that help people that are simpler, that are more kind of blueprints mm -hmm. than you know smart models. Mm -hmm. That was the consultant life. Then I start my own business and I realize, oh my God, it's really hard. <laughs> That's why they don't do it because they're, they have a hundred things going on at the same time. Mm. It's impossible to stay focused. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you run the business, you are all these departments, right? You are the marketing department, sales department, uh, operations department, you are management, you need to hire. Oh, I need to learn how to do global contracts. I need to learn legal. And all of that with a million emails coming into our inbox every single second. <laughs> exactly. So I was just overwhelmed and I had to get my stuff together. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, I need a compass. Si let's simplify. What are the three things? that I'm going to do. What do I need to do daily? What do I need to do weekly? What do I need to do monthly? Mm -hmm. And what would I tell my clients, right? And now let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to build it for my own. And so that's what I created. The daily habit, how I allocate my time, the weekly habit, show me the three main numbers, marketing numbers, sales numbers, of numbers every week in a real-time dashboard. Monthly strategy check and rebalancing, rebudgeting. Where are we winning? Do more of that. Where are we not winning? Do less of that. Cut costs. Mm -hmm. So that was my 
GPS, basically, if you want. I built that for myself. And then people started asking for it. Hey, can I have that template? Hey, can you make me a video on how you do that? Hey, can I jump into your mastermind? I want to hear how you do it uh, more often. And it became more. And now it's a global business. We have certified strategies, prints, coaches, almost all time zones mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we're growing that. That's how it started. I needed something that really works in running a business. So you saw a problem and you fixed it, which is the perfect segue into entrepreneurship for any of us. All right, let's talk about specifically about sales. You talk about doubling sales in sprints. Before we dive into this topic, can you give us a little bit of context about what that actually means? Yes. So if we simplify a business, we can say it's marketing, sales, and operations. Mm -hmm. right? You say, hello, here we are. We are cool. Marketing. And then sales is, all right, and now let's get serious. We both jump into it and we become business partners. We are into this, okay? Now we are serious. We commit. We deliver. And then in operations, you have to deliver what you have just promised. Mm -hmm. If we just simplify the business to be these three things, marketing, sales, and operations, now, what is the difference? So marketing is getting people, uh, we're talking mainly to consultants and coaches. Mm -hmm. So marketing for consultants and coaches is get people on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Start a conversation that lands on your calendar. Sales is close the deal on that probably second call if you are very, very experienced closer than even in the first call. Mm -hmm. But let's say in the second call, let's say the first one is an exploration and the second one is closer mm -hmm. uh, or a demo, right? And then that's the sales game. And then operations is make it wow and build a referral engine in it so that it becomes a flywheel. Mm -hmm. And this is where we specialize at building those flywheels that make organic growth. And we can go into specific examples if you want. So that's basically marketing, sales, and operations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are most people doing wrong right now? If they are in the six figures zone, mm -hmm. They should spend $0 on marketing. Marketing is the last piece that you should spend a dollar on. And it comes much later when you are at seven figures. Mm -hmm. In six figures, you should only do direct sales and building your referral engine. That's it. All organic because you don't have the money to spend. Mm -hmm. And also all organic because it's the most trustworthy the most natural thing for humans to relate. It's just relationship. It's like a friendship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't sell stuff to your friends, right? You just, you have fun together. And if they have more energy after meeting with you, they want to meet you again. That's how a friendship mm. starts. I love that you're talking so, about organic at the six figures. There's something else that I often talk about here as well, is that getting your messaging right you know, in that six figures, because if you start to pay for advertising or pay for marketing before your message is dialed in, it can cost you a lot of money. And like you just mentioned, you don't have it sort of at that beginning point. You're wasting money. Mm. In ads, six-figure revenue and ads, you are wasting money. Mm -hmm. Even if you have the best offer on the planet, you are wasting money because you don't have the budget to compete mm. with, the, with the big dogs out there right now. And especially since November, forget it. The cost of acquisition is around 400, forget mm, it. Mm -hmm. So let's focus on direct sales and organic referrals. So direct sales is really 
calling people and messaging people, mm -hmm. cold, right? So, hey, hello, here we are. Uh, this is what we do. We have built this with people like you in mind. Can I make you a video? And you can automate those things and you can make them smart and you can even have fun. I, I have fun doing this thing. Okay. And I create AD conversations every day. Um, we, we, and, and my expenditure is like minuscule. It's like 50 bucks probably per month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, because, you know, you can have little helpers uh, doing that for you. There's so much software that can help you do stuff. So those conversations, now bringing them into the closing zone, that's the sales game. Having a structured way. I have a sales script. It's made of eight points that I, I want to walk them through. Mm -hmm. And the order of those things is really important. So we get the we get every week from our coaches, we get their Zoom recordings, and we say, Oh, look, you lost them here. Look at their body language here. You said the price and then you were mumbling. Mm -hmm. They asked you for the price in minute 27. They asked you, what's the price? And then you said, or eight thousand more ones. Mm -hmm. What did you say? Oh, eight thousand more. Look at your body language. Your head went down. Your shoulders went forward. Where's the confidence? Yes. If you don't believe, if you don't believe in your offer, they will never believe it. Yes. So you have to believe one hundred ten percent, so that they believe seventy percent. That's the confidence transfer mm -hmm. in a sales conversation. So we have to work on that. Uh, which is the offer itself, as you say. And then we, we create a 10 to 1 offer, 10 times value, and 10% is what it costs. And now they have their confidence. And in a later stage, depending on how mature the offer is, if it's very mature, we also build in a guarantee. But if it's not yet mature, you cannot guarantee anything. So we have to find other ways of de-risking. It's really important that the offer is de-risked for the other side. And there are eight things that we can build in to de-risk the decision for the client. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we, we will focus on those eight things. And now you have a direct sales approach, starting as many conversations as possible and, and having software get hundreds of rejections every day. Because if I get hundreds of rejections, I just stay, I, I will just cry the rest of the day. I don't want to have hundred rejections a day. It's terrible. But if the software gets 100 rejections, she can handle that. And then I have 80 conversations. And those people say, oh, I'm so thankful that you told me about this. Because I'm working too much and I'm not, my profit rate is not there and I'm not resilient enough for the recession that's coming. So I really need this. Thank you for informing me. Mm. And then I tell them it, it was a software that informed you. I don't care. I got the information. Thank you. I want to go back to that because... I personally don't like the amount of cold outreach that I'm getting at the moment through my chat. You're mentioning if you use software, then you don't know you get the rejection. I have the question of how much does that actually hurt your personal brand? Because even though you don't know what's happening, it's still happening, right? Oh, I know exactly what's happening. The The weekly dashboard is telling me everything. It's telling me unsubscribe rates, opt-ins, people who jump off from specific pages, it's uh, the Google reviews are telling me what the quality uh, of, of the brand perception is right now and the quality. So we measure all of these things and if as, as soon and every seven days. So let's say you run a campaign and you kind of you are oversteering it or for some reason you're doing something wrong. You are irritating. We would latest after seven days, we would see, oh, look, 
there is an unsubscribe rate here of 0.2% higher than the last four weeks moving average. Mm -hmm. That's the, mm -hmm. the weekly sprint dashboard. And so I would say, oh, Michelle, hey, Lou, hey, Peter, let's look into it. Uh, are we oversteering something? Are we communicating in a, in a bad way? And then we look at that number. We take 90 minutes to dive in. It's Fridays always when we do those numbers check. And we know that we would have 90 minutes later on as a buffer if there is something that we have to dive in. And so we would dive in, we would look at it and say, oh, they don't like this campaign. Okay, no, let's stop it. And after seven days, we would stop it. And we had this kind of things where I tried something just because of... So we always go with intuition. Mm -hmm. Some of us go, oh, I, 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 I think, I feel this would be the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so we just run with yeah. it. Nobody has to ask for permission. We just do it. But after seven days, we measure if that assumption was correct or if it was just, you know, me being excited about something that nobody else is, then we stop it. I love, I love that you've mentioned that. I just want to dive into that very quickly because I think that there's a lot of people in business that are really afraid to try that new thing or to do something new because it might not work. But if we don't do it, then we won't ever get the feedback. We won't ever get the learning of either it did work or it didn't work and why it didn't work so that we're able to use that learning in whatever we're doing next. And I think it's really, I really wanted to touch on that before we moved on because it's, it's so important. We need to be doing things daily that put us out of our comfort zone. Otherwise we're never going to grow. Absolutely. And I like this, you know, we have experiment experiments. Mm -hmm. They come just intuitively. Uh, I go running. I have an idea. I just do it when I when I'm back. Mm -hmm. But every seven days, we have also the factual, the numerical, the reality check. And having both, I think, is important. Mm. If you don't come from your gut feeling, there is no energy. It's not natural. It's not true. Nobody cares. You don't care. They don't care. You're just uh, doing a tactic. Whenever I see a tactic, I unsubscribe. So if somebody says. Oh, last day before the card closes, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Go away. I, I don't want to feel that you are replicating some tactics. I, don't, I absolutely don't care about any replication of anything on the planet. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's not human being, right? Human being is, oh, I feel that you care about something right now. And this is you talking to me right now. Cool. Okay. I, let's check. You have my attention. Mm. Uh, I feel you. Uh, let's go with it. Let's see. That's how I try so that's the intuitive part. It it has to be real. And I just focus on energy, right? I'm We have something, we go out with it. And, but also the reality check. Okay, you have an energy for something. Okay, it's fine. But does your audience resonate with it? Do they feel it as relevant? Do they need it? Do they take it? That's then um, the second part. And when you have both together, I think this is good practice, good uh, marketing and sales, where you have both natural way of being, just being you, mm. but also making sure that this is what they need and take. Mm, love that. So you mentioned that you use video. At what point in the reach out does the video come in? Are you leading with the video? Are you coming in with the video that is more personal? How, how does that work? I love video. So I use video from the very beginning. I use it as a teaser in the beginning. So uh, our way is very content marketing driven. Mm -hmm. So there's, and so there are videos everywhere. I go every day on YouTube, 
per day there are six, seven Simon videos out there. Wow. Because I create a monologue on YouTube. I do a live on YouTube. I, I am on six podcasts like yours mm -hmm. every day and they go often to YouTube. So there are so many videos and usually this is how people become aware of the strategies Prince method. Mm -hmm. Oh, this Simon guy, he's, he's, he's everywhere. Let's see more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he's everywhere. He's kind of, he's kind of having fun with marketing. I kind of hate marketing. Let me find out what, he, what his secret uh -huh. is. That's usually the first uh, awareness stage. And then we say, okay, Hey, you find this cool. You can have more here. And then they click something and they opt in into our list. And now they start getting emails the nurturing part. Mm -hmm. And those emails are video heavy. So I say, uh, oh, hey, you just downloaded the, um, the focus card to have more focus in your marketing activities. Cool. Hey, I did a video and you can watch it here on LinkedIn. I did a video about how I use it. So you take that conversation and you just move it along like you would with a friend, mm -hmm. right? Hey, yesterday we talked about this. This is how I'm doing it now. And here's the video. And so if they like it, they continue with that. And we are also now connected on LinkedIn. And this, this game of, you know, uh, evolving the conversation, evolving the relationship, I bring this also then from YouTube to LinkedIn, from LinkedIn to the email, from email to a real relationship, we, we hop on a Zoom. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. So you're really creating um, a network. So you're creating this network where people are coming in and I'm guessing that they can come in at any of those different points and you're moving them to the other points. Yes. The, the traditional picture is of a funnel, right? Where you have a, a ton of conversation and then it gets reduced down in a linear fashion. It's not that way. Mm -hmm. It's much more messy. Mm -hmm. You have six to 18 contact points. They forget you. They unsubscribe. They bounce back. Then they, in the evening, they go, they go on their iPad. They, they want to watch Netflix, but oh, let me quickly check YouTube. And then boom, they, they return mm -hmm. to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's much more messy than that. One of our business partners is Google. And, and Google uh, has just shared some data that shows that it, the funnels are never linear. So they shouldn't even be called funnels. Mm -hmm. It's much more a web mm -hmm. of experiences that are very messy. Uh, but if you have six to 18 valuable moments in them, after two months, there is a, there is a purchase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is this very messy experience that also takes a while, takes time, but it then coagulates if you get it right, if you create those six to 18 valuable moments. And we have created blueprints for our clients, how they can create them quickly. And um, it's usually just creating value and inviting to the next step. That's in a nutshell. Um, but I share all the blueprints and the, the, the real tactics also in the book that you are reading in the marketing chapter, in the sales chapter, in the operations chapter. So you, we've got people coming in at all different areas. Where do you focus on your outbound, on your reach out? Do you focus in all 18 of those areas or do you have one or two channels that you really prefer to, to focus on your outreach? We don't think in channels, we think in demand. So in customer journey, right? So we, we see the people, and we see where they are. And then we tag them. Oh, they went to the website. Then they watched three videos. 
then they hopped on your calendar, but they didn't show up. This is how we look. We look per person. Where are they? What do they want? What are they looking for? Can we help them? Can we call them? Hey, you were on, you were scheduled, but then you didn't show up. Can I help? What are you looking for? Or I make a quick video and I send them the video and say, hey, Simon here, the CEO. You just uh, downloaded something, then forget about it. It's still relevant. Let's talk. This is my team. These are the business scalers. This is where you can find more about that. This is the, the intention, right? And then the techniques and the technologies and the software, they change every couple months. But this is the intention. The intention is being natural, being helpful, being also in, in a teaching position. Because if you are the expert of your area, you know something that they don't mm -hmm. know. So share it. And by sharing that, first, you create value. But second, you create expertise and trust. Because mm -hmm. now they say, oh, oh, she knows it. Oh, Samantha really sees me where I am. She is the expert. Let me subscribe to this. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this podcast every week now. Totally. So for people that are in the six-figure mark now, they've already done their organic, their organic outreach, they've got all of their marketing channels set up. You talk about the three different levers that we can focus on to take our sales to the next level. Can you please explain what those three levers are? Yeah. So this is important depending on if you are below 35 thousand dollars us dollars per month mm -hmm. or above thirty five thousand us dollars per month if you are above thirty five thousand us dollars per month do whatever is fun for you you can do mm -hmm. marketing you can do everything mm -hmm. just enjoy it scale it if you are below 35k per month then you have to be very focused and very disciplined because you can you can burn out you can run out of cash and you can run out of fun very quickly because you are doing too much. Mm -hmm. So if you are below, you have to focus on three things. And my tip for today would be go through all your activities and just select the ones that tick one of those three boxes. Mm -hmm. The three boxes are, if you do it, it increases by 25% the frequency of your sales or the price that you can charge for the same offer. Mm -hmm. Or the conversion rate from the existing conversations that you have, mm -hmm. existing leads, mm -hmm. all organic. So if you do the list of your activities and then just select the ones that tick at least one of those three boxes, now you will have probably much less activities because posting something on Instagram is not doing that. Be, running your podcast is not doing that. Etc. So you will see that you have fewer activities today and this week. And those, the magic is if you just increase in those 90 days by 25% each of those, it compounds to plus 99% revenue in this quarter. Mm -hmm. So you will have doubled your revenue. Let's say you are, you are at 12K monthly. Now you are at 24K. Now you have much more oxygen. You are a bit more relaxed. Your kids say you are fun again. Your friends can play tennis with you again, etc. You are much more relaxed mm -hmm. and you enjoy your business again. People will feel that. And now it's easy to go from 24 to 30 and from 30 to 35. And when you've reached those 35, 
something magical happens. Because at 35, now the world is saying, okay, research phase completed. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yep. You found what, what, what you were for looking you. for. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You have found it. And that's, uh, that's the part where then running a business beca- becomes enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Because before that, it's just hustle, 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 do more of that, do more of that. Oh, I have to learn LinkedIn. Oh. But then later, it's really, oh, cool. It's my garden. Which plant needs a little bit of water today? Let me bring water there, there, there. And then you've you given your water. You have worked three hours. The day is done. Go and enjoy the rest. Because in your garden, if you do more, it doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. You just enjoy it. You just, you just enjoy it, watching it grow. Totally. So with those three levers, do your clients or do you recommend doing them in a certain order or is it whichever one you're most comfortable with first? I would say right now this week, just focus on the things that pay into those three. So for example, that's just the focus. So this week, only things that focus on those three until you reach 35K. Mm-hmm. And that might take three months or a bit longer. With the sprint coach, it takes three months without maybe length longer because you don't have the blueprints that are already you know, plug and play. Mm-hmm. But let's say it takes you six months and now you have doubled your, your, your revenue. Now you can play around with the rest. But for now, I would do, depending on how you see your projects, your activities in front of you, we have always a project list of our top 10 projects and then we prioritize them. Mm-hmm. And so we would prioritize them according to do they increase frequency, do they increase conversion rate, do they increase the price we can charge. Awesome. All right. So that's definitely how you're going to get from six figures to si- Hang on a minute. No, uh, that's to double your revenue in the next 90 days. You mentioned yes. that once you are on 35000 a month, that you just can do whatever you want. But I also know that before Mm -hmm. we started recording that we were talking about what are the things that we need to do to get from six figures to seven figures. So briefly, just so that people that are listening understand, what is the difference in the kinds of tasks that we need to do to go from that six to seven figures? So before 35K per month, I do only direct sales and organic growth via referral engine. These are the only two things that I do. And I focus on these three things, conversion rate, higher price, and um, frequency. When I've reached 35K, now it's a complete different ball game because now I delegate everything. I start hiring, I delegate. And now I have a ton of time because I really need just three hours per day to do what I was doing, mm-hmm. what do I do with the rest? I can either enjoy them. If you have small kids, enjoy them. If, if you have loved ones, have fun with them. Mm-hmm. But let's say you say, no, 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 I enjoy. I, now it's time for me to write my first book or it's time for me to start my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Because below 35K, you should be on the podcasts of others. Mm-hmm. It's much more direct. You can tap into their audience that they have built over the years right now. And you can reach right now 100 people by being on any podcast right now. So try to be on five per day when you are below 35K. Above 35K, now you can start building your own media company, which is great anyways. 
but now you have the time and the budget and the the mental calmness and to do it and the openness to do it because it needs time and and so now you can do all of that so this is when i started writing my first book mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is when i started my own podcast and now i run two of them because it's so much fun but the the initial point is is this line in the sand okay let's look at those 35k mark before that focus 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 mm. Because it's tough. But then later on, it's not tough. Mm. You have many ways to be resilient when you have 35k per month coming in. And, and then you delegate, you organize, you start building your SOP manual, the standard operating procedures. It's more relaxed, more resilient. You can do more mistakes and nothing happens. This is when you start playing around. Yeah, it's my favorite time of business. It's the time where we've got the foundations covered because it's not fun when you're in business and you're worrying about where the next dollars come from, coming from. So you've got mm -hmm. that covered. You've got breathing space. You've got the time space where you're able to go and and really tap into that vision and dream more and and do the bigger things and hand it off to other people. So I agree. It's uh, hitting those levels. People think it'll be harder, but it's so much easier. I mean, always there's, you know, levels after that, but that sort of hitting that seven-figure mark is a lot easier than what people think it is. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And we think we think in months and in weeks. That's maybe a, a specialty of the strategy sprints method. I have always to think about what is an annual revenue. I don't know. Because I always think in monthly revenues and weekly revenues. Mm -hmm. That's our system is always weekly reports. Everything is in weekly KPIs. Mm -hmm. So what are the marketing numbers of this week? What are the sales numbers of this week? What's the profit rate of this week? What is the cost of labor this week? Cost of acquisition of a client this week? And so when I, when I have to think of annual revenue, I always have to really think hard again. What is annual? Because annual doesn't tell me anything because I focus on this week. So I will change even this month this month's projection, let's say the estimate from the CRM is, oh, Simon, you're going to hit uh, 78,000 this month. And I say, I don't care because I have three more weeks in this month. So if 78 was what I was able to hit, I can probably hit 85. So, you know, even the month is so far away in a sprint world that the year is so far away. If you tell me, Simon, you're doing 2 million, I say, yeah, but it's, you know, it's May. So if 2 million is the estimation now, maybe we hit three. So that's the why one year is so far away for me. I always look at the week. Mm, I guess from having a business before that had revenue that wasn't consistent, I wanted to know all of it. I needed to know the weekly. I needed to know the monthly, needed to know the yearly. And I still do prefer to work like that. I like to know all of them. I don't like to just hang in in short term because you do kind of need to look into the long term to know, you know, what you're going to need down the track. But I do, I do like it that you're breaking it down to weekly. Now, I know that you've got some resources that that you can share that dive deeper into some of what we've been talking about today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've got? Yes. So these three habits, daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit, they are very important, especially now in, in, in rough waters like the recession that's coming and, and all this unpredictability of the markets. Now, it's really important that you separate the 95% 
things that you cannot control. You cannot control revenue. You cannot control people. You cannot control markets. You cannot control supply chains. So what can you really control? Daily, weekly, monthly, three things. Daily, how you allocate your time and what you will delegate systemize tomorrow. That's in your control. Mm -hmm. So everybody in your team should do this, write it down in the same way and have two reflective questions. We use the daily flow, which is on my iPad and people can download it on strategiesprints.com. We write down how did we allocate the time today and in the evening before we close the computer and call it a day, it asks two reflective questions. Of all the tasks that you did today, which one will you delegate systemize tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And if you would live more freely and more intentionally, what will you do tomorrow? Just quick reflection of that. You write these two things down and then you design the flow of tomorrow mm -hmm. and you design your agenda of tomorrow. That's the daily habit. This is quite important and people can get the template on our page. Then there is the weekly habit. Okay, what are the three main numbers that will tell us if we are moving in the right direction at the right pace? Marketing number, sales number, ops number. And then there is the uh, monthly habit. Where are we winning and where are we not winning against our competitors? Where we're losing, we like to cut 15% costs and then reinvest them in the next month into where we are already winning. Because right now we are winning in that. We put in 15% more resources. We're going to crush it. So that's the, the sprint budgeting to do an ongoing refinement of the next month's budget according to where we are winning right now. These are the three things that I do. They are sacred mm. because it's the only things that I can control. And I let go of the rest. I cannot control the rest anyways. So I just control these three things, but, but with discipline. Mm. I think it's really important to note that a lot of people say to me that they don't like systems, but the thing is that systems give you the freedom. So if you want freedom in your business, you need to have the systems. Don't think about, oh, I just want to, you know, make it up as I go along. I don't want to have that, you know, I, I just want the freedom. It is the systems that will give you the freedom. So definitely go across and get those resources. You can find them at influencebyhydesignpodcast.com and we'll pop the link for those in the show notes there. Simon, thank you so much for coming and sharing today. I love the way that, that you've talked about sales. I especially love those three levers that you talked about to double your sales in the next 90 days. And it's been really great to chat with you today. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, everybody. Keep rolling. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.